the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome, welcome everyone to Extreme Carolina, the show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. (laughs) Folks, get ready. It's time for some good news that you can use. And today we have an amazing, amazing guest with us. And we're just so fortunate to get her. She's an in-demand person. We had to run her down. Took three years to get her, but we finally got her on the show. And uh, it, 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 but that, that, it's been a good thing because it happened when it was supposed to happen. Yeah. And we want to dive right into it. And today we have with us uh, Miss Nora Stanger, and she is the Appalachian Outreach Coordinator. And she actually tells me that she's doing her dream job. So that I don't hear that on this show often. And I've interviewed a whole bunch of people. And to me, being a human resource guy and an executive coach, what I do in my regular daytime job. But uh, this is something that we really want to dive into. So let's just give Nora a warm, warm, extreme Carolina welcome. And welcome to you to our show, Nora. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it so much. Well, it is our pleasure. Thank you for being here. Now, let's dive right into it. Now, you're a Appalachia Outreach Coordinator. For those who are looking at this show from all around the world, don't know what that is, help them out and tell them, tell everybody what that is and what you do. Well, um, actually, many of our people from the mountains let, had to leave and are continuing to leave because mm-hmm. uh, they need a job and there's not always jobs available. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I work at Sinclair Community College, which is in Dayton, Ohio, and I work with what we call urban Appalachians. Mm. When I first heard that term, I thought it was an oxymoron. How in the (laughs) world can you be an urban Appalachian? But what happened, yeah, what happened was um, after World War II and then continuing, Mm -hmm. our people left, but we also settled in pockets of neighborhoods of our own kind. And we carried those traditions Mm -hmm. and those uh, cultural identities along with us. Okay. And so what I do is many of the students here who are of Appalachian heritage Mm -hmm. have maybe been removed from the mountains for, for two or three generations. And, um, even though granny and grandpa no longer live and they still are buried in the family cemetery, the family still treasures, you know, that, that hit, I would like to say that history, but our younger people are often embarrassed uh, by being Appalachian and don't Mm want to connect with it. And that's because of the negative stereotypes that outsiders have laid on us. Hmm. And, you know, it's very easy to teach a stereotype. It's very hard to break it down. 
And so what I do is I work with our students of Appalachian heritage to teach them what it means to be Appalachian and to embrace their heritage as something extremely valuable Hmm. Um, that, that often they will think, you know, I'm not a gun toting backer chewing back heels hillbilly oh my goodness (laughs) but that's not who we are either right we we have a heritage of resourcefulness of strength of faith Mm -hmm. of family and um Mm -hmm. our people are extremely generous and compassionate uh beauty richness strength That's what I teach our students, not only Appalachian students, but the other students who want to know uh, more about who we are. That is fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. I really appreciate that. Um, (laughs) Gun toting, back of chewing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that that, that reminds me of a movie of the, with that, Hatfield and McCoy. (laughs) McCoy, Oh my goodness. Well, you know, thank you for sharing. And also, if people just want to get a real short clip about you outside of this show, uh, they, which we will put in the show, a link of you doing a TED Talk. And uh, that was so good, folks. Let me oh, tell you, it was you. so good. And they said the letter went longer. I mean, it was <laughs> a good, good show, uh, a good talk. And she comes on with that rabbit and the, and the dog thing, you know, <laughs> singing, which is really good. I mean, I really like that. Uh, it's an attention-getter, see? <laughs> I, I, that's that's kind of being my curse from the day I was born. I'm an attention-getter. Well, you got attention on that for sure. I'm sure whoever was listening to that, they that's stuck in their mind. And, <laughs> uh, and, and so anyway, but you can definitely, at the end, they didn't let you get the shout out, but you get one today for sure. And uh, but we will put that link on the show notes down below when people go to the, the, the website and they look at us on all the various platforms of, uh, that you can see for your podcast. But uh, anyway, so that's what you do during the day job and you like it. And matter of fact, you love it. And so it's hard, it. it's hard to get a job that you actually love and that yes. you were think that you were actually called to do. And you're exactly. good at it. And seeing most of us in on this planet, we it probably close to about 80 percent of us go to a job every day that we're really not happy with. And a lot of us are very good at that job, but mm-hmm. being able to be like you to be, oh, I love my man. I love my job. When I'm not here, I'm thinking about what I can do to make things yes, better. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, so yes. that's a real, real, I love my job. And uh, so, uh, you know, and there's percentages showing matter of fact, Sunday is the day that majority of the heart attacks happen on this planet oh no and the reason is that because we get we know we got a month tomorrow we got to go to that job that we really don't like and that we really don't love and a lot of us are stuck in how we think this is what we're supposed to do the rest of our life when we can get out because you nora told me you had a job maybe two or three that you didn't Uh like before you got here but the whole time you was angling or you were thinking, man, if I could just do what I love or do what what's in me yes. and it and and it led you to that. And you finally found it. 
That's right. That's and right. So, uh, so that's so fantastic. And uh, on the show, we like to ask people about, you know, their life and about what they're doing. And so, uh, you now, how long have you been doing the job <laughs> that you actually love? How long has well, that happened? Well, actually, since the birth of my children, I have really focused. I left home when I was 17 for college. Mm -hmm. And then I never really moved back. I go home frequently, but um, I seeking that job, right? Mm -hmm. But when mm -hmm. my children were born, I was struck with a need to teach them about our heritage and then to share it with other people. So probably about 30 years ago, I started doing... Um, public presentations um, on the value of mm -hmm. Appalachia. And okay. also, I grew up in extreme poverty. So I have wanted to share with people uh, the struggles of those who live in poverty and and the value of those who live in poverty. Mm -hmm. So um, that was probably about 30 years ago. I've only been at Sinclair for three years. I didn't even know a job like this existed. So <laughs> wow, when amazing. it was, you know, when I had that opportunity, I truly feel that God has prepared me for this job since mm -hmm. the day I was born. Look at there. Now, see, that is so amazing. I mean, it's, I mean, we could poll folks, and I, I guarantee you, they would not be saying what you're saying now. At least, I'd say seven out of ten would not be saying that, yeah. and that is so amazing. So, and that, and and that makes you be more productive, yes, because you have that. I mean, you have the 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 freedom to be you, yes, and absolutely, to, to come out. And when you're being you, and there's a productive you, that means. The, the people, that, the lives that you touch. Is that what you're yeah. telling us? That it is. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. And, and you know, it, it's, it's hard to think of, you know, it's very common for Appalachians to be humble and you don't want to put on airs and you don't want to like look like you're <laughs> bigger than your britches, right? <laughs> so right. when people do tell me, oh, Nora, you made such a difference in my life, mm -hmm. it warms my heart, but it's almost something that I need to keep private. Right. But I do know, I do know that I have been allowed to touch many, many lives. And that makes me feel... Um, it makes me feel exuberant. Oh. It shows me that as my mom always taught us, we were created for a good purpose. Yes. And it confirms awesome. that that's what I was created for. That is so awesome. I mean, and so the people that, you know, that you do teach, a lot of them have low self-esteem. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And so to see the, the transformation that you see in people. Yes, uh, that's got to be, I guess, a word from the holler of uh, the, the cockles of your heart. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, you would be amazed at how many people have never been told out loud. Yeah, I believe in you. Mm. And so it's very difficult for them to believe in themselves. Yes. So I often tell people, I will believe in you until you can believe in yourself. That and, is and I tell them, oh, I believe, I believe, I believe. And, mm -hmm. and you know, life is hard. It's yes. terribly hard. Oh, yeah. oh yes. So Not you've got somebody to walk beside you, mm -hmm. it eases that burden so much. 
That is so great. I can see why you are a wanted speaker. Uh, and people love to have you uh, come and speak. I guess uh, an associate, well, I guess associate of mine, a friend of mine that introduced uh, us together. Uh, she, she loves the fact that you can do that or you can teach that. And so to be able to just be who you are and that it was a statement, you know, that uh, it's okay uh, to be you. Uh, it, and I love that. I mean, that is so, yes. so cool to do that. But now we, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves and get away because we still got some other stuff about you that we want to talk about because we like to each person that come on the show. We like to ask them about reading because reading is so, so important for, and most of us have gotten away from reading. I mean, I mean, we got a little bit of, uh, uh, iPads and, you know, and, and uh, the other books, but they're not top, uh, tactile. And we love people who really, really love reading. Now, it's nothing wrong with, with reading it off the iPad. That's a good thing. But reading is important to, to be educated. And so we like to ask our guest uh, on the show, and we always like to ask, you know, the book that they read, but more importantly, recently. So what book, Nora, have you read recently that had the biggest impact on you and why? Um, my grandmother asked me to tell you she's sorry by Frederick Borkman. I absolutely fell in love with this book and I now need to read all the other books that he's written. Um, it's about a little girl who is different mm -hmm. and they don't really explain how she's different, but she's unique. Okay. And her granny is also extremely unique and uh, difficult for other people to deal with. Mm. But uh, they, they are best, best friends. And her granny treasures the uniqueness of this little girl. Nobody else seems to understand it. She has no friends at school. She, even other adults mm -hmm. just look at her as different. But in this book, it shows how her granny taught her to believe in magic and to believe in the possibilities and to believe in the mystery. But her granny was so ornery that she offended quite a few people. <laughs> and so upon granny's... Yeah, exactly. So upon her death, Granny has set up a sort of um, treasure hunt, I think, to, mm -hmm. to get Elsa, the little girl, to find these letters that she's written to other people to apologize for what she has done in her life. Wow. And um, the reason I love it so dearly is my Granny helped raise me. My mm -hmm. Granny... She wasn't like um, Elsa's granny in that she was Henri. My granny was very, very um, <laughs> heartfelt. She was the person okay. everybody on the creek called to come and sit with them when they were sick. Yeah. And she, she was very kind-hearted. She was very mild-spoken. Uh, but she was so extremely important to me because she believed in me. How about that? But Elsa's granny was also a combination of my granny and my mom. Because mm. the only way my family survived was for my mom to believe in the impossible. 
Mm. Um, and and to believe that we were created for something good, yeah. and to uh, in the TED talk I say my mom's greatest gift is her ability to deny all of reality, <laughs> and because of that, uh-huh. um, you know the community laughed at her at times, mm-hmm. but our lives are so much better because of that. So this story of of Elsa's heartbreak and her her lossness when granny dies and Mm -hmm. her anger to granny for not being there anymore. Um, I just related to everything about it. That was so good. I like that. Uh, We're going to put that book in the show notes uh, uh, for all of those that were really, really listening close like me. uh, The writer of the book, uh, his name is similar to mine, but it's not Borkman. It is Backman. Back. I'm sorry. That's all right. That means she was thinking about me. I like that. I mean, (laughs) you know, Backman. But anyway, we're going to put that book and the name of it in the show notes. Now, here's the thing about that that I really like that you said that, you know, the fact that she, this one, the woman in the book who wrote the book, she was ornery, but yet in the end, she wrote letters to people that she would, that she have offended. And yes. she knew she had offended them, you know, yes. while she was alive, but she just didn't have it in her to just go to them and say, Hey, look, I'm sorry. You know, I really didn't mean that, you know, because <laughs> see in today's time, you know, that, that is what really makes people really not just believe in you, but respect you even yes. more if you can do something to them that they get that they think of is offensive and you come back and apologize, Hey, don't know why I said that. I'm truly, truly sorry. Please forgive me. You know, that, you know, make in their eyes, make you be a much bigger person because how many people actually do that today? That's uh, right. There's not very many. And like you know, Michael, when you look at our society today, there's so much anger. There's so much division. There's so mm-hmm. much, um, negativity. If I can go to someone and say, I am so sorry. Mm -hmm. And it builds that respect. And if I can share my story so that you understand why I reacted that way Mm -hmm. and you can share your story so I can understand what you've been through, what a beautiful relationship you you develop it's too mm-hmm. easy to say i just don't like that person and walk away there's a yeah. story for yeah. all of us that's right she hurt my feelings or he hurt my feelings i can't that's believe right. he said that i mean right to my face you know and, and all this and that but anyway that is a great book and thank you for sharing that with us and uh the name of it folks is my grandmother asked me to tell you she's sorry that is so amazing that she asked actually did it. Great book. Glad that you related to it. So I'm sure a lot of people will also relate to it. So we'll put it in the, in the show notes about that. So thanks for sharing that. Uh, the the other thing we, we and you kind of almost said it, we like to ask this question as well. And, and this is a cool one. What's the best advice you've ever, ever received in your life? Sleep on it. Don't make a big decision impulsively. Wait at least 24 hours. Hmm. And um, try to understand the other person's story. 
try to understand where they're coming from because we have a lot more in common than we have against us. No matter mm. what you think, mm-hmm. um, like I said earlier, life is hard. And there's no one in this world that doesn't know heartache. There's no one in this world who has not cried themselves to sleep one night because of something that has happened or a decision they have to make. Mm. So try to learn the other person's story. That is so, so good. Wow. I mean, I like that. I see why you kind of like or not like, but love your job. (laughs) You get get to bring your life experiences to your job. You know, exactly every yeah. day and uh, yeah. that is amazing wow yeah. that, that is so good and uh, like i said i don't have many people come on this show and say that so mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that with us uh but speaking of the show we we done run up against the clock i thought we would get more into what you're doing but we just up against it and we have to we, we got to shut it down but i tell you what your story is so amazing so good that i believe that if we could get you to come back and give us sort of like a part two, would you be willing to do that? I would be so excited to do that. Cause see, I'm not a unique person. This can happen for everybody. So I would love to share more. Oh, thank you so much. Everybody heard that. She said she'd come back. Okay. We got it on record. <laughs> she will come back. So thank you so very much. But wow, we, we're just totally, totally up against the clock. So we, we got to get out of here. So I tell you what, so thank you so much, Nora, for coming on the show and, and being thank you. and being our guest on Extreme Carolina. And we look forward to having you back down the road a piece. So uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Now, ultimately, Extreme Carolina is committed to you, our listeners, to bring you leaders and newsmakers like Nora here uh, that are passionate, purpose-driven, and making a difference by listening to their stories Extreme Carolina listeners will have an opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired by unlocking the power of the people. Folks, here it is, the quote of the week. Everybody been waiting on it? Here it is, the quote of the week. Drum roll. There it was. And here it is, quote of the week. There are risks and costs to a plan of action, but they are far less than the long-range risk and cost of comfortable inaction. And I love that. And I don't know who wrote it. It's an unknown, but I love it, love it, love it. So if you listen to the show, you can replay it. But anyway, thank you again, Nora. We appreciate you. God bless you. God bless all the listeners. We appreciate y'all listening today. Y'all take care. Be blessed. We're out. Peace. Peace.